All right, we're not going to take any more of this stuff than we need because nitroglycerin is extremely temperamental. So we just... Dude. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! Welcome to Exodus Part 2 and 3, Popcorn Saga Lost. We're at the finale of Season 1, 24 and 25 episodes. We've all been through together and thank you all, and especially you, listener, for checking me out. Now, Exodus Part 2 is the 24th, Exodus Part 3 is the 25th episode, and it's a two-hour finale of Lost. So it's two and three together, basically. Uh, the dynamite retrieve was retrieved, and then yeah, then they go on. Lelossi has gone a little adventure, and someone shows up at the end. We're here to take the boy. <laughs> All the socials, popcorn saga. I say it every time. Instagram, popcorn underscore saga. Twitter, the popcorn saga. Now, this will be the last lost episode-based podcast episode for a little bit because. As you'll find out in the episode after this, where I'm going to do a little lost overview, my final thoughts on season one, the most important popcorn rating, the MVPs of the series, and all that jazz. And then we're going to move on to something completely different. And then we will come back to the island, I promise. But anyway, let's get into this finale, shall we? Exodus part two and three of Previously on Lost. So, previously on Lost. Let's give you a full rundown. Oceanic Flight 815 suffers a mid-air breakup and crashes on a mysterious island in the South Pacific, which is where I am right now. They attempt to use a transceiver to send out a distress call, but there's a French woman repeating on loop for 16 years. Said follows the cable, and before she lets him go, she will say to watch his people carefully. Claire is attacked in her sleep, and Ethan kidnaps her. Locke addresses all the survivors, saying they need to stop suspecting each other because the others are on the island with them Danielle ventures into the beach and the others are coming pointing out the big black smoke in the corner Jack reveals his plan to use dynamite to blow open the hatch to get everybody in it so that's where we are previously on Lost right let's do a couple of flashbacks shall we so in the flashbacks Jin is at the airport after Sun has spilt his coffee, as previously said. Jin goes to the bathroom to clean up. Meanwhile, security releases Saeed and apologises to him for the delay. But in the bathroom, Jin encounters a casually dressed Caucasian man, passing for a paper towel in English. When Jin indicates he doesn't speak English, the man switches to Korean. Seemhow, seeming somewhat more menacing, he reveals that he works for Mr. Pike and knows that Jin is attempting to run away with Sun. <coughs> he tells Jin to complete his delivery of the watch to an associate in Los Angeles. If Jin does anything else, Jin will lose Sun. So, you'd be pretty glad that you crashed on the island then, really. Charlie is at a hotel near the airport, and he's looking for his stash. And a girl from the previous night, uh, she needs a fix as well. 
but Charlie finds the drugs. They have a struggle, and he says he hasn't got any, and it turns out he actually has them in his hands. And she storms out the room. A couple of crackheads. Michael and Walt sit at the airport waiting for their flight. Walt's absorbed in his Game Boy. Advance SP. And Michael is frustrated that they cannot connect. He gets up and he calls his mum. And Locke passes by it, push, being pushed in a wheelchair. Michael obviously doesn't notice him. Uh, when Walt hangs up, Michael hangs up. Walt is right next to him asking for new batteries. He may have heard the whole conversation where... Michael basically tries to palm Walt off on his mum, which is uh, quite telling, really. Hurley, in room 2342 of his hotel, of course he is, wakes up late due to a local power outage, apparently caused by Hurley plugging too many devices into a (laughs) blankened electrical outlet in his room. The curse of Hurley. On his way out of the hotel, Charlie yells at him for holding up the elevator. In a mad dash to the airport, he experiences several mishaps including a flat tire during which his car slows from 42 kilometers to 16 then 15 then 8 and then 4 are the numbers and i love the detail in the numbers he runs through the airport passing a team of soccer players wearing wearing jerseys with the numbers in numerical order yeah i didn't notice that he buys an electric scooter from an old man for 1600 dollars and manages to get to the terminal as they're closing the gate. At gate 23, Hurley finds the boarding doors closed, but the gate attendant is able to get them reopened for him. He hugs her effusively before boarding. We get Locke, who's being carried on to the plane by two attendants, and he drops a planfic from his seat. He's unable to reach it. He's clearly frustrated by the whole situation and struggles to maintain his dignity. And finally, all of the passengers are aboard 815. They take their seats, unaware of each other and the relationships they will form. They casually engage in friendly smiles and gestures to strangers. As Hurley boards, Walt looks up from his Game Boy for a moment. Hurley smiles back, sitting down and settling in with his headphones and comic book in which a rampant polar bear is seen. Arts helps Claire with her bag. Shannon frantically searches for her asthma medicine and Boone pulls the medicine out of his pocket with a smile. Let's get back to this island, shall we? On the island, and we are in the jungle. Jack, Kate, and Locke go into the Black Rock, and they find a big crate of dynamite. Uh, While attempting to handle dynamite carefully, Arts himself accidentally triggers one of the sticks, and it explodes, killing him. What a great death for Arts. What a great introduction. They made him so annoying that you actually didn't care that he was dead. That's why I loved him so much. Arts was an idiot. Just watch that scene, it's brilliant. The remaining group members decide to continue their attempt to carry the dynamite without a second thought that there's pieces of art everywhere, which is hilarious. They wrap the sticks in wet cloth, as Arts had demonstrated, even though he blew up. Locke suggests they carry a redundant backpack in case one of them blows up, basically, and the others will be able to blow the hatch. Locke, Kate and Jack all volunteered to carry the dynamite. Locke wants to get a glimpse of the monster and almost ends up under it. His leg is caught by the monster which drags him through the jungle. Jack grabs Locke's arm and the two are dragged into an opening of an underground cavern which Jack preventing Locke from being pulled to the bottom. Though Locke pleads with Jack to let him go under, Jack instead tells Kate to grab dynamite out of his bag and drop down the hole revealing he had switched the content of their bags. 
Kate drops the dynamite down the tunnel, causing an underground explosion and resulting in the black smoke similar to seen before coming out of a nearby hole on the horizon. It moves in a bizarre, almost supernatural way and disappears in less than a second. The hold on Locke slackens and they are able to pull him out of the hole. Later, Locke reveals that the reason he wanted to fall in the cavern is because it was his destiny and he felt the island was testing him. Oh, yeah, he wants your body. So now we are out of the jungle and onto the beach and Saeed is leading a group back to the caves awaiting Jack's return. Charlie and Claire are alone on the beach when Russo runs up telling Charlie she needs to see Saeed urgently. Charlie runs off. Russo begins questioning Claire if she can hold her baby. Claire tries to make excuses and then Claire sees a strange scar on Russo's arm and has a little flashback of a struggle between Russo and herself. Soon, Charlie and Saeed return to find Claire knocked out, and when she comes to, she explains that her baby has been taken. Saeed summarises that Russo intends to attempt an exchange for the baby, which Claire has just named Aaron, for her own child, Alex, with the others. With little daylight left, Charlie and Saeed go towards the black smoke, but the actual smoke from a fire, not the one that moves supernaturally, like the actual decent black smoke. On their way through the jungle, they encounter the drug smuggler's plane and Saeed, ignorant of Charlie's junky past, mentions it's full of heroin. Oh, shit. They also encounter a trap set by Russo, which injures Charlie. Charlie's found Charlie's wound to the forehead bleeds profusely and Saeed tells him to go back to the camp, but Charlie refuses because Charlie is a boss. Saeed cuts open a round of ammunition, pours the gunpowder into the wound, and sets it on fire to cauterise the injury and Charlie screams loudly, I bet that hurt. When Saeed and Charlie arrive on the beach with the black smoke, there are no other people, just a pyre of burning the smoke. The sound of the baby crying alerts them to Russo hiding in the bushes. She cries and tells them that she overheard the others saying that they were going to go after the boy, and she thought if she brought Aaron to them, they would return her child. She returns to baby, Saeed and Charlie take Aaron back to the caves where her mother and baby are reunited with Shannon and seeks out and embraces Saeed. One of the statues filled with heroin is in Charlie's backpack. I mean, I missed out something really important. When Charlie actually goes with Saeed and they come back and find that Aaron's been taken, Charlie punches Saeed bosh square in the face, which is really good. But then Saeed's like, do not punch me again, because you know Saeed will fuck him up. Yeah, sorry, just had to say that. Really cool moment. So meanwhile, Jack, Kate, Locke and Hurley arrive at the hatch. They set up the dynamite on the hinge of the hatch and are about to set it off when Hurley notices the numbers. Oh, shit, engraved on the hatch's side. Terrified, he tells him not to light it, but Locke lights the fuse anyway. Hurley tries to stamp it out, repeating, the numbers are bad. But Jack tackles him and the dynamite explodes. They pry open the hatch to reveal a deep, dark metal tunnel. A ladder with broken rungs can be seen near the top of the tunnel. Jack and Locke stare down in the pit before them. Iconic image of Jack and Locke looking into that. Awesome. On the raft, the crew is sailing according to the plan. Michael bonds with Walt. Walt learns about Sawyer's long-term search of revenge, so he just casually drops it. I'm going to kill him. Why are you going to kill him? Because I need to. Uh, I just love that. And um, Jin returns to Michael 
the watch which caused a fight between them. The the raft riders break off, Sawyer dives and saves it, risking his life. The rider is hauled back to the raft. Michael discovers a gun in Sawyer's shirt but doesn't tell the others. That night their radar sweeps upon a boat in the distance. They fire the signal flare and the boat approaches. Oh, this is tense. Tense shit. I remember watching this for the first time. Unbelievable. And it was good the second time as well. It was a group of four men. The castaways are ecstatic on finding rescue. The boat's captain initially seems friendly, but suddenly demands they hand over the boy. Sawyer tries to pull his gun, but he is shot by one of the other crewmen and falls into the water. Jin jumps in the water to save Sawyer. The strangers overpower Michael, and they kidnap Walt. As they sail off, one of the crewmen throws an explosive off the raft, destroying it. What an absolutely incredible season finale. So there you have it folks um awesome season finale i'm gonna in the next episode i'm gonna do a full rundown of my thoughts of the season best characters worst characters best episode popcorn rating for the whole season because it's popcorn saga after all that's what we do uh just awesome awesome finale even second third for whatever time that was of watching it and doing it for this podcast i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it now this season finale along with season five and six are the only seasons to end on the island okay so aaron's name is first revealed in this episode he had previously been unnamed since was born in do no harm through charlie does nickname him turnip head turnip head so yeah that was the season finale i suggest you all check out lost season one again i'll get more into that in the next episode uh thank you all so much for listening Uh, you'll hear me very very soon Tiff and James will be back very very soon but there's one more little stop just got to have a recap on the beach and talk about Lost Season 1 so thank you for listening beware the others beware Russo because she's crazy and uh, R.I.P. Art what an absolute brilliant cameo he had for two or three episodes and then the motherfucker blew up (laughs) and it's been an absolute blast you know what I'm saying Anyway, thank you for listening to Popcorn Saga Lost. I will catch you down the road. See you on the other side. Stay tuned. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Yeah, they're out on the raft now. If you just go out a bit and bleep on the radar, then set the flare off, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be happy to see you, not a problem. Anyway, must shoot, I'm waiting for a phone call. Don't worry about how I've got a phone. Yeah, see you later.